0: Welcome back to the podcast, uh, and today I have Steady Hearts.
1: Yo, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, had a long day at work, but other than that, we're good. I'm um I'm in the process of learning Ableton, so I've been trying to cram that in whenever I can. But yeah, no, I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm good. I mean, I've just been kind of working around uh fixing some essays for college and and all that stuff just getting ready for the year to start
1: okay yeah that's pretty sick um my girlfriend got her uni results back today and she got a first in something or other and um yeah she did very well so i'm sure she'll listen to this eventually but neve i love you and i'm very proud of you um yeah That's the soppy shit out the way.
0: (laughs) So, who would you say your biggest inspiration is when it comes to music?
1: My biggest inspiration, well, I suppose inspiration for me changes a lot. Like, um, I I suppose musically, overall, it's Post Malone, it's um, like some indie bands, some alternate bands. So, like, um, Arctic Monkeys um catfish on the bottom man. just um that's what i try and base my lyrics off sometimes it's like something more you'd hear in a band rather than like your typical fucking talking about lean and stuff like that but as for sound it's very post malone biting sometimes but as of late it's been breakants breakants has been um inspiring me to try and make different stuff to, to sort of like mm-hmm. push myself out of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Brickens was the very, he still is, a very, very big influence on a lot of people when it comes to our specific scene in general, I'd say, because he's kind of up there as I'd say more of a well-known artist, so he gets around So he inspires many, many people a lot. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah. So you were formerly somebody else uh, as a presenter. You were uh, young, sterile. How (laughs) Yeah, I've been a few people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how was kind of the transition for you? Did you fully make like a new account? on soundcloud or did you kind of just change your name what was it like um moving
1: well the transition was it was more difficult to decide on a name than the actual transition itself of um getting everything to be what i want it to be now but um yeah it's i've never made a new account this is the same account as i had when i was xi Gray Fox will know what that is. Um, Big J, a few others will know that. And then it went to Young Still. That's when I started to make more of the music that I make now. But And then I went to Jack Scarlet after that. And that's when it went a bit sadder. And then a bit more R&B. Then it went to Steady Hearts. And now, hopefully, this is me from now on. Hopefully. Until so I get bored of I... it or I find a problem with it.
0: yeah. So when I first came across you, you were young, sterile. So that was not too long ago, but it was enough to obviously see the progression and change throughout time over that time before you got to study hearts. So I've kind of been able to see like how much you've like improved and your improvement is like – on a high level of progression and you are a lot better than from when you started because obviously because of one of the hardest things to just kind of jump right into obviously so yeah. just to see that you are getting better over time and it's actually worth your time is like really really important because there are people that make music specifically because they have free time or whatever, and they're not really like that good at it or whatever, but you generally have talent, which is good to see.
1: Thank you, bro. And that means a lot. But um, the interesting thing I find with music is when I was making music as all of my other personas, I suppose you can call them, um, every song I made, I thought, this is my best song. There's no getting better than this. And then just purely through fucking around on FL or whatever your door is, um, you just find a new technique that just works a little bit better. And then before you know it, the song you made two weeks ago is not nowhere near as good as the song you've just made. And then that just keeps keeps progressing.
0: So if I'm not mistaken... D- you do you use FL Studio, or did you I, recently switch?
1: Yeah, I used to use FL, but it's been um, the bane of my life recently. So I bought um, Ableton.
0: Yeah, how's that been for you?
1: I mean, I've spent the past two weeks trying to watch videos on um, <laughs> on how to work Ableton because it looks like the most complicated door on this planet. But Mm -hmm. once you start to know what you're looking at, it obviously just gets easier.
0: Definitely. And even though watching a bunch of videos, it can kind of be boring, like honestly. So if you find that one person that doesn't bore you to death when you're trying to figure these programs out, it's a lot easier to kind of... Transition into it and figure stuff out. So, do you feel like you've kind of found a key person that makes the transition a bit easier for you?
1: Definitely, one hundred percent. I came across this YouTuber called um, Reed Stefan, um, the realest puppet in the game, and he is. I don't, well, he's very knowledgeable of Ableton, but he's also very interesting and very entertaining to watch. And that is the perfect combination when you're trying to learn. So I'm so grateful that I just happened to stumble across his um, YouTube channel. Mm
0: -hmm. Definitely. I actually think I checked him out too because I was um, curious about the current program I use. And I actually came across him also. So he actually is... Also, as you said, he actually is entertaining, let alone, like, he actually knows what he's talking about. So that's obviously a really, really important step when it comes to trying to learn new stuff like this. So regardless of all of your personas, your current one, Steady Hearts, do you have any reasoning behind your name?
1: Um, not No necessarily like uh i initially thought steady hearts because to me it sounds interesting it sounds like a band name or it could be a band name if you split it all up and then put the steady hearts it could be a band name and that's always appealed to me but the actual as for the meaning of steady hearts it doesn't mean a single thing but what it means to me i guess is a steady heart is one that just keeps on beating so as long as you're living you're a steady heart kind of thing so and that's just my idea of it that if i'm alive and my heart is steady then i'll just try and keep making music until i can no longer
0: Mm -hmm. that's what i was kind of thinking like if you have a steady heartbeat then you're you're doing it right, or you're living correctly. That's kind of yeah. what I was thinking too. So, that's interesting. Um, so, you recently dropped a new song called Switched Up Six Days Ago, which obviously I feel like is a bit different sounding than some of your other music when it comes to effects and sounds across of it. Did you enjoy kind of switching it up are you the kind of person that likes a lot of change or do you kind of like doing similar things over and over
1: i mean as an artist i'm using artists as a quotation mark but um in quotation marks but as an artist you can't do the same formula over and over and over again because then the formula that was working won't be working the next time and if you've only done that formula you won't know where to go next so as long as you just keep trying new things like in um body of a joker with gray fox i, t- I tried using a few stutters just to make a few little sections of it that little bit more interesting but yeah um i think switched up is different in how i delivered some of the things i said on it and it's a bit more aggressive rather than melodic in places, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, it was definitely fun to make.
0: Yeah, I feel like right now, um, the UK music is actually becoming more recognized, which I think is really good. I talked about this last week with Wish too. Um, so I feel like you said, on uh, the intensity of certain songs. Because there's like UK drill and that kind of stuff that's popular right now. Do you see yeah. yourself ever making a song kind of similar to that where it's really, really like delivered hard and pretty like straightforward, kind of like left back with Wish and Grey that they released?
1: Yeah, shout out Graham Wish. That song is ridiculous. Also, there is another one. Another drill song in the pipeline that people have to look out for because it's going to be crazy. But um, I'm not an avid drill listener. So for me to just try and make a drill song would be a bit out of character. And yeah, I I can't see myself making a drill song. But if somebody sends me the right open or if I hear the right instrumental, I might make something similar to a drill song.
0: Mm. So... Back to what you said about kind of switching some some things up so you don't kind of like get bored or whatever. Because if you as an artist, you're kind of always adapting and you have to change just your style because that's just part of being an artist, obviously. So I, I yeah. can very much connect that to me. Obviously, I'm not an avid like song creator, but. um when I'm writing down lyrics or even playing video games, if I'm doing the same thing over and over, eventually I'm going to get bored of it. So switching it up is obviously the more healthy thing to do. So I respect that because there's a lot of artists that kind of are afraid to switch their style because they feel like, their fans are not going to like it or you're not even going to like it or regardless. So I respect that you kind of just move with the flow.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Well, life keeps going. Like you can enjoy one one type of music today and then wake up feeling a bit more aggressive, a bit more, a bit sadder. So you want to listen to a different type of song and you may get influenced by that song, whether it's the context, whether it's, what instrument is being used as the the main melody, whatever the case may be. It, like, everything keeps changing. You as a person keeps changing. The world keeps changing. But, yeah, you just evolve naturally. I don't think you have to, like, focus on trying to progress when <clears throat> when you just do it overnight sometimes. Or, like, an idea might just come to you after you've got out the shower from a cup of coffee, anything. Anything can just fuse an idea
0: definitely uh i'd say music is heavily emotionally based too so if you're in a certain mood or whatever either that can move you in a way that you want to make a specific sound or depending on what your emotions are at the current time it can also make it so you just don't want to make music at all because either you're just Upset or, or regardless, it's very, very much emotionally based. So, yeah, how do you go about kind of keeping your head and kind of just moving along, regardless of obviously there's gonna be like tough times in life because that's just how life works? How do you not lose your mind basically when Um, it comes to trying to make music?
1: I think the most important thing with what I feel makes artists a lot more under pressure and a lot more under the weather is when they expect a certain thing from a song they've dropped or a project they've dropped. And when it hasn't met their expectations, that's when things they're, they're already pissed off because their song didn't get 1000 plays in a day. And then if they wake up and their coffee is a bit too cold, it just little things can add up. But I feel like one of the key things I do to try and, I don't know, like stay, stay focused, stay humble, um, stay, stay grounded, I guess, or like not as stressed as, um, I see some artists can be, um, is I don't worry about plays. I don't worry about, um, likes anything like that. Obviously if I get plays or if I get likes, they're appreciated, but I don't make that my soul. Um, game is to make a song to get plays or likes i i I make it and if i enjoy it then i'll release it and hopes other people enjoy it if they don't fine if they do brilliant but yeah um when it comes to like actual real life um incidents like family stuff or work orientated whatever then that just is what it is i don't know like what any regular person can do, but just roll with it. Roll with the punches.
0: So, obviously, like you just said, you are not heavily focused on your numbers, but when your numbers are particularly good, you um are appreciative of that song that did well or the support you received, which is also yeah, of one of the most healthy ways to go about Thought-wise, I'd say, because a lot of people work themselves up over plays. Like, if they were having, like, a really, really good month or a really, really bad month, and then it completely switches up, obviously, you're going to notice, I'd say.
1: Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the
0: first thing you see when you open SoundCloud is your plays in the last 24 hours. So, um I I that that's a healthier mindset than how other people see it so back to your general music in in an all in itself what would you say your favorite genre of music to listen to is
1: um i it completely depends on what i'm doing where i'm going what is actually happening like if i'm say if I'm going, it's a, it's a weekend and I'm going out with the boys and we're going out to the, out to town or whatever, when we could, um, it'd probably be some, maybe grime sometimes, or depending on how drunk we are, it's usually verges off into like Oasis, Arctic monkeys, as I've mentioned, and just a lot more sing along type songs. And then when it's just, Like me, when I'm driving to work, I've been listening to a lot of break-ins lately. I've been listening to a lot of underground stuff. So I've been listening to um, Lil Narnia, Garden, um, 93 Feet of Smoke, um, controversially. But yeah, um, I've just been listening. I just listen to whatever I feel like listening to, like when when the time comes to listening to something. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's any sort of um, music that I will put my heart into or say, yeah. yeah, that is me.
0: Yeah. Throwing obviously the controversy aside, I feel like 93 to Smoke is obviously a really good starter for people that want to make it into the scene or they want a specific um, sound to kind of figure out because he has, not only is he just very talented, he's also has a, a way to, expresses sound in a different way he's able to kind of bring across almost a different side of the underground part of music so for people to kind of come across him regardless of his actions we're not going to get into that obviously but he has a way of just kind of making it a smoother process for people that want to figure parts of the scene out better
1: yeah um i've i found with some artists artists in the emo scene emo rap scene um some of them can be a bit overbearing to listen to sometimes or um a bit much as somebody like if you're somebody who doesn't already listen to the genre, then it can be a bit much with all the drug references and all the depression references. It can be a bit much, but I found listening to this. I'm gonna give it a, sh- a shameless plug, but um, the Scary Nights EP with um, 93 Feet of Smoke and Super Chef. I don't know if I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. but um, that is a very very good EP. Like there's only four songs in it, but you can play it back to back and it doesn't feel like you've listened to an EP. It feels like you've just listened to an elongated song. It's a very, very good starter to get to terms with some cadences, some flows, etc. cetera.
0: Definitely. Uh, Super Chef um, has one of my favorite songs ever. It's not, it's just a single. But it's called Fighting Giants, and it's featuring Brody McKeegan, who's one of my favorite artists in the scene in general. So um, I really, really enjoy Super Chef's sound. So the fact that he's able to make a full EP with 93, and I actually know the EP that you're talking about. So they actually fit very well together. So, um, that's a very enjoyable album. And I definitely know what you mean by it kind of didn't sound like a full EP. I definitely understand that.
1: Yeah. It was just a very smooth process to listening from start to finish. It was just, I started the, started the EP and then about eight, nine minutes later, it was gone. And I was like, oh shit. That was, Mm. that was very quick. But
0: definitely. So do you have any upcoming projects that you're able to shed light on or go into detail a little bit on?
1: I don't. um, As boring as that answer is, I don't really have, me personally, I don't have anything in the pipeline. Obviously, there's 141, shout out 141. That's Grey Fox, or that's a collective with Grey Fox, Why We Wish, Never Made It Home, and a secret fifth member. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think there's anything I've got in the pipeline. Um, although maybe in the, in the future at some point I might bring out another EP. Um, but other than that, I've got no plans for anything big or anything, um, crazy.
0: Do you see yourself kind of making like a full length album anytime soon or no?
1: Um if I was to make an album it would be way in the future, way 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 in the future. I I feel like um making an album at this level is is it's not a waste of time but it can be a bit hurtful on your own songs because 9 times out of 10 if somebody clicks on a song they'll listen to the first one and then if they start getting bored they won't bother listening to the rest so you might as well and say if that's not even the best song on the album and they just don't listen to it because the first one was a bit 50/50 or they just something else happened and then they got distracted so i feel like albums are uh, for artists that are already established Whereas underground artists should stick to small EPs or um, just singles, just to try yeah. and teeter some uh, attention before going off, off grid for however long it takes to make an album.
0: Definitely. I'd say the most important songs when it comes to a full length album is the intro, the first song and yeah. the last song, because you kind of want the process. You want to be almost pulled into it. Obviously, like you said, you don't want... If it's just like, okay, and you get kind of bored, you don't want to listen more. You're not going to listen to the rest of the album. You kind of want an album that actually draws you in more. Do you know what I mean? That you did keep on listening. And then yeah. when you keep listening, eventually you get to the end, and regardless of the message that it's trying to bring across, because every album is different, you want it to kind of go out on a good note, like it was actually worth your time, and you want to listen to it again. So obviously, that's not easy to make. That takes a long time. Albums can take up to a few years for some people so and
1: perfect, yeah.
0: yeah and even then they're not perfect and it's not possible to make a perfect album so yeah i definitely know what you mean by the fact that you don't see yourself completely making a full album anytime soon you're just gonna kind of roll with the punches as you said yeah.
1: like the the perfect for me at least, the perfect idea of an album or even an EP, like a longer EP, is the initial song, the first song, track number one is the question and then you get all all these different options throughout the rest of the song or the, re- the rest of the album EP and then by the time you get to the end you've finally got the answer so it's setting you up with a very, like an interesting enough question for you to hang on until so you reach the answer at the end.
0: Definitely. I know what you mean by that. So what would you say advice could be to somebody that's trying to make it in the scene? Because it's obviously really, really hard to make it into any part of music right now. Music just in general is a really, really hard genre or... Thing to kind of jump into because there's a lot of criticism in music. You can't hide from criticism.
1: Yeah. Um, my first bit of advice would be um, don't rush anything out right off the bat. Don't feel like you have to drop anything. Make sure you're making what you want to make or at least experimenting with what you want to make. Um, and don't worry about anybody else listening to it apart from you or maybe people you show just make sure you're doing it for you you enjoy what you make and you enjoy listening to your own stuff back like it's very hard to get to the point where you can listen to your own stuff back and not pick holes in it or not sort of cringe a little bit at some things you say so yeah just my advice would be don't take it too seriously until you have to
0: definitely yeah that's really good advice because as we talked about earlier numbers are a big thing to some people obviously so you have a mindset basically where if the numbers are good you appreciate it if not Alright, well then that's fine. You're going to just work on what you like and how you like, and if you don't like it, you'll switch it on your own. You won't have somebody else tell you to switch it. You will not, you're not controlled by other people.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um. As long as I enjoy what I make. A thousand people could tell me, this is trash, or why don't you make stuff like this? But as long as I'm in I'm making what I enjoy making, then that's what's important to me.
0: Definitely. Um, so if you were to have one feature out of any artist in the world, dead or alive, who do you, who would you like to be a feature?
1: Vanilla Rice. No, 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 no. Um, Post Malone, <laughs> Post Malone, probably. But, um, me, me and never made this, never made it home. I've had this conversation about a thousand times before, and it's always ended up being Post Malone. Post Malone is a is a very big inspiration for me. Like, um, <clears throat> in some songs you can hear me do the infamous vibrato that he does. Um, but yeah, like I I appreciate that he can make a song with Ozzy Osbourne, but in the same breath have Travis Scott as a feature on it as well. Like I, I just, mm-hmm. that idea and that as a concept is very, very appealing to me.
0: Definitely. So if it weren't for what you're doing right now in music, what would you be doing right now with your life?
1: Basically? Um, well, I'd be doing what I do anyway and just try and cram music in. I, I, I work full time. Um, I'm a full-time builder or tradesman. Um, I fit kitchens and bathrooms. So if it wasn't for music, or no, even with music, I I'd, yeah, I'd still be doing working day-to-day and working crazy shifts and then still, in, still coming home to try and get features done and create opens. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, you gotta eat, you know what I mean? And having a job is just part of life. You can't, there's no way around it, really. Like, you can't just live off of music for your whole life unless you really, really explode in music. Like, you make it out of just like the underground, not only just the underground scene, but you get mainstream numbers, kind of like Garden or someone like that were like kind of that they were just fortunate or maybe even lucky I mean, so it's always really good to have a backup plan
1: yeah but the with um with that being said the most interesting thing about music or even if you're trying to be a youtuber if you're trying to be anything to do with social media is it it can only take one song or it can only take one video. So whether or not right now you are getting the plays you thought you'd be getting, don't give up on trying to make the music you're making right now because it's not pulling numbers, because tomorrow you might you might drop a song, and then that song will fall into the lap of somebody who needed to hear it to begin with, and then they'll show somebody else, they'll show da 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 da, da. And then before you know it, you're pulling crazy numbers just for doing what you were doing yesterday Mm -hmm.
0: for you obviously you have 11 songs currently because obviously every every artist has a few songs they kind of don't like and they end up bleeding or they put on private because that's just ah that like every artist does that so of your current songs what would you say your favorite song to record would be?
1: Um it's probably I don't know. Um it's either it's either Tick with Never Made It Home or Body of a Joker with Grey Fox. Because the um how I ended up editing and whatever else Body of a Joker was a very enjoyable process oddly because usually i kind of dread stuff like that where you have to long haul it through or hearing yourself over about five thousand times just to hear it the way you want to hear it but because i was experimenting with beat cuts with stutters it just made it a bit more enjoyable and with tick it was my first um first time using a little bit more of my own voice like I I always used to go into my head voice a lot and very, very shouty, but Tick was the sort of turning point of where I just started to be a bit more relaxed with how I was saying things and stuff like that. So it is, I think Tick was a nice um, learning curve for um, my music.
0: So to be able to have friends in music, do you think that's made it, a easier process for you to kind of get more comfortable in a position that you are able to almost work at a better pace
1: um i can hand on heart say this now i would not be making music without gray fox and i would not be making the music to the level i am that's not me saying i'm the big whatever But to the level I am at right now, I wouldn't be making it to this standard so quickly if I didn't have friends like um, Dexy, Why We Wish, End of World, Grey Fox, Never Made It Home. Um, Because every time they improve, it gets the competitive side of me comes out, and I feel like I want to match their level. So every time, I, I hope they'd say the same about me, but like when I drop a song and I've improved, hopefully that motivates them to try something different and and improve in their own way so i've hand on heart one million percent i put my life earnings on it i would not be where i am right now or even making music if it wasn't for my friend yeah definitely yeah i just kept practicing kept practicing until i made something i thought i'm gonna try and send it to end of world and then send it to him he was like I have to record on this. I was like, this is crazy. And then, yeah, that's when rockstar living was created. Um, I think Dexie's one of, one of Dexy's favorite songs of mine. Shout mm-hmm. out Dexie.:
0: Um, my favorite end of world song, not only that, my favorite verse that you've released and my favorite verse that wish has released the mission. The mission. Yes. I, I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Just like ever created that I've listened to. I literally can listen to that song. Day after day and not get bored of it. It's just it's just that song regardless of how I'm feeling. That song always makes me smile. I feel like. So I I just love that song and not only that, like you said, to get a feature with End of World, that's that's crazy. Because he just hit two hundred thousand total plays, which is I think he's a just mess. got seven hundred no. followers as well. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Shout out End
1: of World, man. shout, shout out Brandon. He's fucking Yeah. I, I feel like Brandon's gonna make it make it. Or at least be yeah. like um fucking Shinigami level. At Mm. at the very minimum. I'm very excited. Oh, Dex, Dex is right after me. Okay, you've got two fucking bangers for sure. I'm excited for those two. Yeah. All right. Thank you.